The Everyman Podcast. The Everyman Podcast? The Everyman Podcast. Big dog, Daryl Campbell. My brother. How are My bro. You? How we My doing? bro. How we doing? I'm doing good, man. Doing good, man. Doing good. Another With week. With my bro. Another pod. Episode 189. 89, bro. 189 episodes. Good Straight. Lord have mercy. 189. 189. Unrelenting weeks of positivity. Mm-hmm. And together, mm-hmm. and we're here to do it again. And I'll tell you what, it's that special time of year. There's a lot of special times of the year for us, mm-hmm. for the every mm-hmm. man and the every woman. But it is, as you're listening to this, it's NFL kickoff, baby. You know, why don't they do a version of the kickoff song with just our vocalizations? I don't know. I believe we would break the bank if they did. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I'm sure you know a guy. They Let's, can't afford us. That's the And problem. then we can get EJ in there with a boom, boom. Yeah, get some of that. Boom, you know, get that real you know, low, that low, that low hanging. Eight fruit. times ball drop over type. Yeah. Triple, triple. Baritone. Triple puberty. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's NFL kickoff, and you know, seasons greetings to you, my brother. Seasons greetings to you. Seasons my greetings bro. Uh, for the 2022 NFL kickoff, and, and you know, this is, I. It's funny. Back east, I was able to get an antenna and basically see every Steelers game that was on because nice. I was in Pennsylvania. Nice. In Texas, I'm out of the Steeler footprint, Woo. and for some reason. I know the NFL loves money, right? Mm-hmm. Who doesn't? This is true. As, as an organization that loves money, you would think right. they would say, you know what, Sunday ticket, let's find a way to make it so it's its own thing and not just tied to DirecTV because, like, at this point, unless you're, like, super rural or a bar, there's no reason to have satellite television. And I had DirecTV yeah. for, like, 10 years. It was fucking great. But yeah. it was like, I got it specifically for Sunday Ticket. Well, guess what? Technology has changed. Technology has changed. You have to be either in a, enrolled in a college or live somewhere where you can't put a, a fucking dish on your roof to get, to get the standalone package. So you have to like sign up for DirecTV, do all this stuff. And it's like, hey, I'm trying to give you money to watch football. Like, yes, I could illegally stream these, but it's a pain in my ass. I'm tired of doing all that shit and all that research and all the yep. links and all this stuff. Just at, at this point, I can afford the convenience of just I want to just watch my team mm-hmm. and I want to watch like six games at once. W- w- why is this so hard, NFL? So right the, there. The, right way, there with you. the way around it, I signed up for YouTube TV. Now, we have not had cable since we bought our first house in 2018. So mm. the only time I ever watch cable is like when I go – I'm on a work trip and I'm in a hotel and right. I'm like, this is fucking weird. Like seeing commercials, <laughs> you know, like some, some of the weird commercials that are on the new or just like literally anything that's on, like, I'm just so out of the loop with television. And we signed up, I got like a month subscription to YouTube TV. I signed up for that so I can watch all the, all the various shit. And I'm like, you know what? Let me see what's on NFL network. I'm, I'm clicking over last night and it's the boys up there. And, and you know, they're they're talking about they're going out uh, predicting you know the whole season mm. and it's like when I was younger and I understood less I was like this is 
this is accurate. And that now the more, and, <laughs> I, and also like my life has totally changed when it comes to sports and, and how, mm-hmm. how I view them through your lens now. So I'm a little, I don't want to say jaded, but like, I just understand it at a different place than I did previously. Mm-hmm. And it's like, ah, dude, this literally means nothing. you have nothing. Yeah. You, and, and then knowing a little bit about how television is made now. Oh it's gosh. Like, it's like, Watching the news, like watching the local news, and they're like interviewing a doctor, right? And they're like, so, the heat is bad for people with asthma, You were, right? <laughs> well, yes, Cindy, actually, interesting stuff. And it's like, I now understand that this isn't a real conversation. Mm-hmm. Someone's telling this girl what to say. Yep. That, uh, two different producers have already put this whole interview together, mm-hmm. and you're just like good-looking people repeating other people's words yeah to give the impression of a conversation and it's no wonder that like things like the everyman podcast are enjoyable and there's yeah. a market for it that people believe it or not want to actually hear like real conversations between people right. who have things, absolutely have things to say in a you know in a structured environment it's crazy dude and so like dude. when you live in this world that like i live in where like i'm putting more things out than i'm taking in yeah and the only things i'm taking in are like classic nick cage movies yeah steven seagal right pro wrestling like i'm in a right. bubble of entertainment and it's like yeah. I, I don't even know this shit exists so like i'm yeah. watching the local news or i go and turn on nfl network and mariucci's talking about how the niners are gonna go you know 10 and 6 or what and i'm like yeah i'm like oh my god like this is just wild wild <laughs> rampant speculation with no real yeah no fucking yeah. And it's yeah. like you got you got to. This must be the hardest time of year this week for NFL media because or any sports media because yeah. like there's literally nothing to talk about because right you have no, right. there's no more storylines of off it's all conjecture, bro. It's, it's all conjecture. It's all just well, we don't know. I mean, dude, through the first week of the end of season, God forbid, I mean, someone's gonna get. There's gonna be some major injury or some trade or somebody's a bum and it's like the thing i always talk about the draft like how does anybody know any of these like nobody bro. knows nothing you, you know nothing like case in point yeah. somebody said to me one of my colleagues was like bro mitch trubisky was the sev- second overall pick and i was like wait what he's like yeah and i had to go look it up and i'm like bro jesus christ they took him over Dude, pat mahomes listen to me listen to me if you go back to that draft and you go back to his body of work from the from just like college, like where was he? Where did he go? Like North Carolina or something like that? I think so. Where did where did he go? We gotta find that Mitch Trubisk. North Carolina. Yeah, that's what I thought. North North Carolina. So like everyone and their mom. Hear me out, Justin. Everyone and their mom was like, "Oh, Mitch Trubisky is gonna revolutionize the Bears. He's gonna bring us back to '85." And I was telling them. You guys don't know absolutely anything, bro. He started like once in college and sat the bench for like three years, had a semi decent year and then gets drafted second. I'm like, bro, his head is going to get beat to the, to like, to, to the, to the white meat. It's over. Like it's, it's not even. And how many, like, let me just, let me just rattle off. Dude. And this is not like, we're not just here to like bash Mitch Trubisky and it's funny no, we're because not. We, we have, a, are, we have a nice little group text uh, with the, with the with the powerful Mark Holcomb uh, from Periphery, and he's a big Bears fan. And you know, it's funny. I, I said uh, it's nice, kind of poetic that you know we're all going to share this Mitch Trubisky right trauma. This shared yeah shared it's a love triangle shared Mitch <laughs> trauma. 
Yeah. Uh, as now he's been named, you know, the starting quarterback of the Steelers, which, you know, I understand, I guess. But he'll be like, the but, starter for like three like, weeks. Looking at this, like, so Miles Garrett, number one overall pick. Okay. Makes sense. Then Mitch, number two. Uh, and then it's like Christian McCaffrey was eight. Mm. Patrick Mahomes, 10. Mm. Deshaun Watson, 12. Mm. Uh, and then there's a whole bunch of guys like Hassan Reddick, who, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Adore Jackson. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Jabril Peppers. Mm, that didn't, mm. that didn't work. Yeah. Out. Yeah. David Njoku. I didn't, I did not wow. realize David Njoku was a first round. And then here's one that's TJ Watt was 30 for the Steelers. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> 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 like, like, how, how did everyone get that wrong? And this is just, this is just 2017. Like one, one of these days we're going to just go through a full slate oh. of drafts. Yeah. D- Dalvin cook was the 41st overall pick. Like, I mean, some of these guys, Joe Mixon, 48th overall, uh, <laughs> Juju, uh, 60 Cooper cup, 69th pick overall third round, top of the third round. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you know, the point is, you know, nobody knows anything. It's all wild speculation. And I yep. thought it'd be fun for me to wildly speculate on my own. And, you know, you, you starting with the Steelers. It's it's difficult to start your first round pick rookie, have him struggle, and then go back to somebody else. Like it kind of t- permanently tarnishes. It, you never really come back from that, you know. Yep. Uh, you, you you think back to like the New York Giants when they they got Eli, they went out and they had signed Kurt Warner, and it was like Kurt Warner's team but this was also in the era still where mm-hmm. he sat for five years then right. big, big ben comes along starts slinging shit and they're like all right let's see what you like him do like it's, yeah. it's okay to go from your veteran to the rookie it's hard to go back and forth to the other two because like right. this offensive line it, it, I, I have a feeling mitch trubisky is going to be sacrificed at the altar of the cincinnati Bengals this weekend oh uh, bro and it's going to be a rough couple weeks but their defense should be enough to keep them, you know, involved in the game. But like, I don't know how. Like, was Mitch going to go out and throw four touchdowns against Joe Burrow? I don't, I don't particularly see that happening. But apparently, uh, he's a great team guy. Everybody loves him. I found this tweet of his from. Uh, hang on, let me. I want to. I want to make sure I get this. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh correct um because this is the fun thing now that these nfl players you're getting a lot of guys that were like children yeah you know with social media and like it it sticks and uh this is a tweet from uh my quarterback here uh december 27th 2011 at 10 17 p.m i love to kiss titties Mm -hmm. hey you and me both pal yeah we're you know, both uh, titty kissers. Call me, call me the titty kisser, <laughs> and you know what? I that enough. That's enough for me to support him for at least four weeks. Yeah, you uh, won't last four weeks though. <laughs> here's another one. I feel like a boss driving my mom's van. That was also 2011. 
So, mm. you know, I mean, he was probably in the eighth grade, just got his first iPhone, you know? Right. Who knows? Right. Who knows what's out there? But, like, as time goes on, we're going to get more and more. I mean, forget about the president being a reality star. We're oh, going yeah. to have, in our lifetime, a president that ha- that did porn. It's going to happen. Oh, like, yeah. Not even like they have one dick pick out. It's like, no, he had an 18-month career as an adult film star. And here are his films. Yeah. Roll that roll that beautiful bean footage. Yeah, let's go ahead and see those beans. <laughs> let's take it to the tape. <laughs> take it to the tip of the tape. And and that's where we're that's where we're headed. So quarterbacks, presidents, you know, the whole bit. Uh, we we know everything about everyone now. Uh, but nevertheless, I'm always optimistic, you know, when it comes to the Steelers. They're, you know, with with a guy like Tomlin at the helm. Yeah, dude. Pretty confident that you know you're going to have a fighter's chance no matter what. But well, I mean, it's not going to be. You guys are, you guys are built like Smash Mouth style, man. Like you guys still go out there and do it, man. Defense. You know what I mean? Like you got Watt, you know, you got Hayward, you got Najee Harris. I'm going to be sad when he retires, man. Hayward, because like he I, he deserves to get a championship. He's such a yeah. good player that yeah, like dude. he could like he could be one of those guys where if he happens to get a ring. He probably could make it into the Hall of Fame at some point just because of like the, yeah. the clout and the, you know, um, but dude, looking at this schedule, Bengals on the road, Patriots at home, which that's a winnable game. In Cleveland, who knows who's going to be their quarterback? I think you guys are going to. Uh. And then the Jets. Speaking of the Jets, you see Joe Flacco, Broadway Joe. Broadway Joe. Starting the season off. There you go. I, th- I had to look it up. I thought he somehow beat out young Zach, but uh, apparently he's, he's injured. Um, mm. And then, and then this is where, this is where the punishment is going to be week five in Buffalo mm. <laughs> week six, Tom Brady comes to town. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady likes to beat the Steelers. Um, oh shit. I did. Of course the Steelers are playing in Philly this year uh, on Halloween. How about that? Uh, about that? Yeah. Tough, tough schedule. And then at the end of the year, Jeez, yeah, I don't know, man. It's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting year, but I, I think they'll probably be, you know, better than the Browns. That's, uh, that's my goal. Yeah. That's my goal. Well, I, f- I feel like I feel like it's it's your year, man. Like the Steelers need to to pull it out. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm I'm throwing I'm throwing upsets and and everything with the Steelers. I love yeah, that they'll, team. I they'll love definitely Tomlin. be they'll be an underdog team. Yeah. I want a a desk calendar of Tomlin quotes. I would oh yeah, Tomlinisms. Get all of them. <laughs> I would love that. Get I find myself, I find myself, inadvertently, stealing some of his, uh, his finer one-liners. Ooh, yeah. finer one-liners. Hello. You drop, you drop one on me the other. Like, didn't you drop one in like a message not too long ago? I thought it was pretty dope. Yeah, and I was like, the man is a is a he's a poet. <laughs> he's, he's a he's fucking a, genius, man. Yeah, it's like I don't make poet. moves. I make something or yeah, whatever. Yeah, I, 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 or no, I don't, I don't, I don't tease. I don't make hints. I just make moves or so, something along those yeah. lines. Or like I don't send messages. I make moves. I think is what it was. Yeah, like, that's I, what I it don't, was. I don't do anything to send a message. I just make moves. It's like, mm, fuck yeah, yeah, sign me yeah, up. Yeah, like that's what I'm talking about, man. Love that. But shit. you know, keeping with the everyman theme here, you know, the Chicago Bears are, are my honorary number two, and it's like you know I'm looking at this schedule, Niners winnable game, but then mm-hmm. <laughs> Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers is basically the Bears' daddy, dude. I mean, he literally said it. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Hey, have you, speaking about Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, 
and you don't you, you don't have to comment here, but this is more of a statement I'll make. If it, if you guys, if anybody hasn't had a chance to listen to his episode of uh, Joe Rogan podcast, and he goes in detail about some of the COVID protocols, and like this is the first time like anybody's, like I think Aaron Rodgers is basically like, look, I'm the MVP. I've <laughs> I have literally no fucks to give. Right. I was going to just walk away, you know? Right. There was right. 10 minutes where I thought he was going to be a stealer. God, that would have been great. Oh, my God. But hearing him talk about some of the nonsense and the inconsistencies that the NFL put into place for COVID is eye-opening. And, like, it's real easy for people now to be like, well, yeah, I mean, obviously. Like, but it's like, no, no, I have the memory of a fucking – elephant right right i remember all the shit you people were saying and i remember Mm -hmm. all the things you tried to force us to do and like that you said this would work and oh if you do this you won't get this and like yeah bing 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 and like there was like uh speculation that like remember they were like oh he's endangering his teammates by not being vaccinated and this and that oh yeah guess what bitch it turns out his he's allergic to a like anaphylactic shock level right. allergic to the ingredients in the in the vaccines not just that vaccine but like all vaccines to the right. point where on the cdc website it said if you have this allergy do not take this vaccine and then right. he had had another therapy that he was doing which was like completely discredited disregarded it turns out now turns out fucking everybody's doing it and <laughs> it, it works and it's fine but it's only fine for them and not fine for us but it's only if you can afford it or you know the person it, like it's it's just such a crock of shit. Oh yeah. And they're talking about and like the all that stuff they were throwing him under the bus. And ultimately the people that he got covid from all vaccinated and boosted. It's kind of weird. Yeah. While they're saying you can't, you know, like they're testing them every day. It was just very very interesting, very uh, highly recommended. Uh definitely Got to check that out. Gave me gave check some it out. insight into it because he's like he's very rational and responsible. Like he's not, he's not like a crazy anti-vax person. He just, yeah, you know, believe it or not, not everyone is created genetically equal. Yeah. In point, me and Daryl are not the same size. Sometimes I even wonder how we're actually co-humans. Like I, like I'm missing (laughs) something around you, you know? And not everybody can take everything. I mean, if you give fucking you right, you give three hundred and fifty million people one Advil, someone's gonna die. You know, you're right. Uh, but that's that's a whole other podcast. It's a whole different podcast. But uh, check check Aaron Rodgers out. But yeah, I predict Aaron Rodgers gonna continue being the Bears' daddy. But I mean, yeah. the 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 Bears like they have a decent shot at being like a okay team through eight games if if you look at the schedule here. Um, but I mean, it all depends on what Justin Fields does, dude. It all depends on what Justin Fields does, but it really depends on like how that team is just made up, man. And I was downstairs in the cafe today and one of our, um, one of the, uh, uh, the chef's assistants was just like, Hey, so like, how, how are the bears going to be? I like, well, have the McCaskies orchestrated any type of moves to secure an, an upfront line for that guy. And he's like, no. All right. Well, have they gotten a running back that's, you know, going to be, you know, a short, a short yardage demon to like just 
maybe you know take some pressure off of him having to drop back and and toss it up no okay so then it's going to be the same fucking thing it was do we last have year. do we have that no but we've got a guy that's five foot four and super fast and a good on one down and then we've got our lead back who's five foot five and good on <laughs> one down like <laughs> it's like 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 i just i like i don't understand like here's the thing like you like you you the the Chicago Bears and again like I feel like I, I have credence to say something about it just because like I played there like when I was there they were doing the same stuff as they're doing now and it's they they get these new it's like when a kid gets a new toy you get a new Matchbox toy you get a new Lego you, like it, when you get these these items that work cohesively with other items if you strategically put them together correctly then everything is great. Everything works. It's this shiny new toy. It's it's you got it on the board. It's connected to a fortress or a, or a house or a moat or something that's like pretty grandiose. When you have the when you have the proper foundation there, everything works. But if you don't, like everything falls a fucking part, man. It just like if you're a quarterback like Justin Justin Fields, you're a dynamic quarterback. I mean, you're not going to drop back and like, you're not going to seven step all the time and be it, be a pocket passer. That's not your deal. You got legs to, but you don't use your legs every time you drop back because nobody's protecting you. It's just going to burn out. Then your defense is going to burn out because they're on the field too long. You don't have anybody to give the ball to run it. So offense is going to get like just broken down. Why can't they just, I, why can't they call up big veto Darius Victor, you know, AFL offensive player of the year. The guy's a fucking Right? Human cannonball. Yeah, he's just chilling. Like, yeah. give a guy like that a shot. But like, yeah. I don't, I don't get it. And it's like I've said before, man. Some of these franchises, we all know who they are. They have ownership that just doesn't fucking get it. And maybe they've like they were, like they're like third generation like this fan, and they and they're like hanging on. But it's like you really have no business running this anymore. Yeah, you know. I mean, look at yeah. the, look at the Bengals. Yeah, it took. How long was Mike Brown running that team into the shithole, and then it, lo- losing franchise quarterbacks? And then you're like, oh, you know what? Maybe, maybe Carson Palmer having a ten year career after leaving here shows us that we're doing something wrong. Yeah, yeah. That's why some of these, some of them are cursed. You know, yeah. you know rattle them off. The Jags, I, the Panthers, and, and the, I'm the still going to be a Bears fan. But we got a head coach in Matt Eberflus who doesn't have a who doesn't have who, a background good coach? for both Matt Eberflus. Exactly. Who? No background in offense for offense or defense. Like just none. I've literally never seen this guy in my life. <laughs> I just clicked over to their coaches. Seventeenth head coach in the franchise history. By the way, the Steelers have had three coaches in seventy years. Uh 30 years of coaching experience, including 13 in the NFL, and completed his fourth season as defensive coordinator for the Colts in 2021. So he's just a guy who happened to be there. And anytime you have guys that want to be traded, that are veterans and you're kind of reputable around the league, like that's not a good sign. That's just not a good sign. This special teams coach has quite the head shape on him. I'm going to share my screen to you, Daryl. Please take please. a look at this fella's head. Oh, yeah, that's Hightower. Look at him. What is? 
I don't know <laughs> what that is. There's there's definitely a crest there. Speak, um, speaking of crests, I happened to see that uh, <laughs> the new Jurassic Park was on Peacock. Oh. I thought, oh, you know what? <laughs> Have a few beers. Let me watch this. Yeah, Daryl, I, I, if you gave me a hundred dollars and said, name one thing that happened in a movie that I actually look, I watched it. I couldn't, I really honestly couldn't do it. <laughs> Have you seen that? I did. I it's did watch it. Awful. Yeah. It's pretty ridiculous. Like who wrote the, like, I, I, like it was just like, I was laughable how bad. I, I, I particularly love the, um, I don't know where they were, where they were like Madrid or something. And they were having this like, you know, car chasing scene they were getting like chased by two velociraptors dude the I, jeep was doing like 100 miles an hour at least okay there's one thing i can remember there was a bunch of cool jeep trucks in it and i was like oh this is a cool jeep truck but like dude, honestly it, like i got lost when one of the velociraptors like you know trucked a like a a, a short bus on the street and kept going i was like what the fuck is this like and like doing? and like fucking what's his name sam neil like who really in the grand scheme of things like his only hit was like Jurassic Park like he's never mm-hmm. he's never really been known for like being a good actor oh yeah whatever you've just seen him yeah. and you just remember like oh he's great and you see him in this and you're like god like wh- like every every time he has a line it's like some fatherly i don't even know did did he die in the movie like i literally could not tell you anything from that movie and i watched it five days ago bro like to me it was like okay so we have we as humans had to learn how to coexist with dinosaurs because this failed experience from the previous jurassic park let them out in our environment they're all over the world their dna is being like used to create super locusts that is like eating all of our food <laughs> dude that's the other thing i was i forgot about that I, like like bro, like i was like oh the i was like hold locusts. on what got it <laughs> what, 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 what why are we do why are the grasshoppers the size of small dogs like i don't get it like and why is the dino and why is the dinosaur lady involved well, the dinosaur lady, and then they cloned a human that's now like a teenage girl that they're raising as their daughter. She who was a used clone? to be. She was a clone. Dude, She's I a must clone. Have, I know I fell asleep a couple times during the movie, but like I swear to Bro, God, this I've Bro, never. She... <laughs> I've never watched a movie in my own home and been so confused and Bro, unaware. You are not the only one. There were so many different like plot lines trying to exist simultaneously that like none of them hit i bro none and then, like, like i was then, like okay so okay that's there but she's chris, not and she's then chris a, pratt's she's like a clone. A, he's a navy seal now in this one yeah like just like did somebody did somebody at he went he went from dinosaur trainer to like liam neeson in taken like, right like <laughs> in like two seconds like was, uh hey we saw you on the terminal list you're kind of a badass how about we just give you some guns in jurassic world and then, right. like, and then again, kind of like our conversation about 
Predator. Notice how Hollywood avoids Texas. Because <laughs> the shit wouldn't happen that if you came to Texas, there. bro. Like they'd be like, "Oh, bro, look, any look, at, dude." Even the Predators know not to fuck with G-Shot, man. Like, nobody... Look, the Predator is like... They'll be up there in their fucking, like, spaceship. Like, all right, cool. So... There would be... All right. They hunt... We could probably do Chicago. Maybe Nebraska. Fuck Texas. Just, like, just, we're, just going, we're not going context, there. People spend $1,500 a person to shoot feral hogs from helicopters in Texas. And oh, yeah. there's a wait list, Daryl. Like, I couldn't buy my way onto one of these helicopters for the next 12 months. Like it's, I've been looking not easy to get in there <laughs> for hogs. Imagine, Bro. imagine all of a sudden the governor of Texas says, Hey, it's open season on Velociraptors. No tags, no permit hunts. Schools are closed. Go get them boys. Go get them cowboys. <laughs> you know? And then next thing you know, it's fucking, it's a bloodbath, a dinosaur bloodbath in the state of texas it would never be you would people would be wearing actual velociraptor heads oh bro bro you would see them mounted to pickup trucks that day dude be it'd no, be over it would be there would be no one worried in texas we got a, about we, we've got an alien species terrorizing the community all right shut it down get them that's all we go gotta out and say get them. go out and go go out and get them yeah. it's over yeah. done that's how you know Hollywood's really uh, taking a taking a dive, but yeah, Dr- Jurassic World Dominion, uh, hard no, hard no, hard and, pass. And, and here's the thing: here's the thing that really gets me going. A movie like that, like, was like a quote unquote tentpole feature. Oh man, and yeah. It, it made like think about how many people at Warner Brothers or Paramount, whatever the fuck. Universal had to sign off on that all the way through mm-hmm. hundreds of, of people. And then a movie like you hear Batgirl is so bad that they're going to just take the hundred million dollar loss and right. lo- lock it in a vault. Right. Can you imagine how bad that must be? If this oh, yeah. made it out and Batgirl doesn't at this point, they should release Batgirl just so I can see it, so I can know. Right, yeah. I need to know how bad it is. Like, is it yeah. is it worse than Jurassic World Dominion? Because this might be the worst movie I've ever seen. Might be. Might be. I'll never. Uh, yeah, I'm done. I'm done with the dinosaurs. So it can't, like, to me, it was so bad, it can't even, it, it, it can't, it shouldn't even be considered, like, canon with the rest of them. It's and like the last Rocky, one was kind of like a, it's like Rocky, a, a huge stretch. It's like you know? Rocky Five with with uh, Tommy Gunn. You're like, I don't even fucking consider that a film. My fight's outside. <laughs> my fight's my fight's outside. God, <laughs> my my ring's outside. I fight in these streets. Yeah, what do you you, you know? They knew Thank God there. for Top Gun Maverick, man. That's oh, listen again, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise, fucking insane. Okay. Yeah, Scientology. Bananas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that guy knows how to make a fucking movie, bro. Yeah, dude. Yeah, he does. You know, he's he's getting ready to film one in space. Are you serious? Like he, on the International Space Station. Like they're they're like making a, a movie module up there. And it's like him in space. I don't know. I, I, like in real space. He's going to be, gonna be actual... in real space for like a month filming a movie. All right. 
And see, when you hear stuff like that, it's like, well, maybe Scientology, maybe they got a couple things figured out. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm the crazy one. Well, it took James Cameron, like, he had to go, like, oh, to the bottom of the ocean uh, before. Is he in there, you know? too? What? He's not in the club, is he? What club? The Scientology club. Ah, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't. Oh, no. Because, you is know, he? sometimes <laughs> I hear about this and I'm like, really? Oh, thank God he's an atheist. Oh, there you go. <laughs> My bro would do that. It happened, and they said it couldn't. Thank God he's an atheist. <laughs> I can deal with an atheist. I can't, I don't know if I could work with a Scientologist. I can't. I can't deal with Scientologists. Yeah, but atheist. Yeah. All right, come on in. Come on. Yeah. Get come in on. here. Get in. Get in, here. get in the canoe, man. Get in here. You we needed one of you guys. We're looking for one of you. Oh, oh my gosh! Yeah, seasons, it's... seasons, greetings are upon us. Um, now, Daryl, you know I'm gonna leave us with a little cliffhanger here. Now, you know, yeah. I like to get into new things. Yeah, and, you do. And part of uh, the the wonder of Texas has been all the new things I'm exposed to. And Absolutely. There is a area called the Stockyards. Sadly, we didn't get to get down there. That'll be our next trip. But we will. Uh, Stockyards, historic area of Fort Worth. It's it, it predates Texas. It predates the United States. It predates Texas being an American state. Uh, when there was the Republic of Texas, goes back to when Texas was a Mexican territory. Um, really old place. Old bars that have been there for 120 years. Really cool. 200 years, some of them, or almost mm -hmm. 200 years, I should say. There is a bar on Exchange Ave called Cowboy Channel Bar. Now, the Cowboy Channel is a cable station that is just rodeo sports. And let me tell you, I am a sucker for a subculture. Okay? Mm -hmm. like I love learning about some whole fucking operation you don't even know exists, and it's like yeah. right under your nose. So the Cowboy Channel bar is owned by the guy that owns the Cowboy Channel, and it's the world's only Western sports, rodeo sports, sports bar. Mm -hmm. And it's like a real cool environment. It's like real chill. It's like very classy. And every, you go in there, and the only thing, the only thing on the, any of the TVs is the Cowboy Channel, which this guy owns, naturally, you know, of mm -hmm. course. Mm-hmm. And if you're in there during the daytime, it's like show like tractor auction shows or people talking about combiner system. Like mm -hmm. it's like the craziest shit. Like you it might as well be you know another language. It's it's hard to understand. So we went in there. Now Fort Worth is like rodeo central of North Texas. Yeah. And like I, you think a rodeo, you're like, oh, yeah, like uh, riding a bull, riding a horse, whatever. And like I had no idea about any of it, didn't understand any of it. So we're in there. Me and shout out to, to my brother in law, Ennis. We're, we're hanging out at the bar. And like I still kind of stand. I when I go into places like that, like I usually stand out because like I'm still I'm not I don't have that all that Texas swag yet. And yeah. these are like legit cowboys coming in there like they were just roping shit. And then they come into the bar, have a beer and they watch a rodeo. Yeah. And bro. These men are insane. I'm watching these guys. Okay, and 
talk about corn-fed, country-strong motherfuckers. These guys are built like a brick shit house, and they're yeah. on a horse. Okay, they let a calf go. The calf is running thirty miles an hour. These things weigh five, six hundred pounds, and you got a full-grown man who's on the back of another horse. A guy, Damn. another guy's riding the horse. Okay, he's on behind that guy. Two men on a horse. They chase down the calf. Then the guy in the back jumps off the moving horse going 30 miles an hour, jumps onto this 600-pound calf, and the goal is to get this fucking 600-pound piece of beef on its side so that all four legs are up in the air. And that's when the buzzer stops and the time and whoever does it in the shortest amount of time, that's the winner. Wow. And, like, (laughs) it is insane to watch this. Like, and these guys are just giants and they're yeah just grabbing literally grabbing bulls by horns and flipping them over now like my 70 pound pit bull is hard to flip over and get all four legs yeah up. imagine a 600 pound calf that's running away from you and i'm watching this guy so we're watching this shit this guy comes in yeah now it's up in the air whether or not how full of shit this guy may have been but a lot of it seemed pretty convincing we're watching it his brother is the sixth ranked bull roper in the world and we were watching his the 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 rodeo that was on was the one that his brother was in out in washington and like he comes up on the screen that's oh that's my little brother like oh look it's my name is my license like look there he is that's him and i'm like oh this is cool you know and that all the people at the bar know this guy so i'm like obviously they know something about this guy he's wearing a rolex i'm always looking at watches wearing a rolex could have been fake even if it's a fake they're still expensive the guy's got a rolly on and he's Tell me about his seventh generation Texan. You know, he's been in the rodeo. Now he's in oil and gas. He's got some land and he has some drill. He's showing us pictures of all this shit. And this guy tells us in about two hours, he explains everything there is to explain about a rodeo. You know me. I start asking, I start hitting him with the questions peppering, pepper, pepper, pepper. Bro, these rodeo guys, I think they might be the most insane people in all of sports. They, it's seven days a week, no days off, 10 months out of the year. You're away from your family, and they're making maybe, maybe $1,200 in prizes in these small rodeos, and everybody's trying to get in the top 25 so they can go to the nationals, and then the national prize is half a million dollars. Good and gosh. Then, and then you're like, you know, and then you're- Dude, can you die doing that? Dude, that's what, apparently- Like, that's so like, like- In 1989, the best bull rider in the world finishes his round, gets off- and the fucking bull comes back around and hooks him, uh, goes right through his back, severed his spine, dies instantly in front of, you know, like 10,000 people. Yeah. Damn. And, like, there was all this. I was like, uh, are the bulls angry? No, they're not really angry. They're trained to do that. Like, they're, they're sp- each one's specifically trained to do these things. Are they tying up their nuts? No, they're not tying up their nutsack. The nutsack on a bull apparently is worth more than it's like having a golden goose like if you get one of these bulls they're out there studying these things out and they're making you know a hundred thousand dollars every time they jizz so Damn. like they're not i mean dude i'd be a fucking billionaire <laughs> he'd be jizzing them up bro <laughs> if, I, if, that, if that was getting that rate come on damn yeah it's crazy absolutely insane and like the the, the complexities of the shit he's telling us about how you know yeah that this one race they have this like team roping event where it's like two guys on horses, they're trying to get a get a calf with with fucking lasso, right? And, yeah. And like he's showing us like 
the way they hold the rope, if they're just off by an inch, because you have to kind of tie it around your hand yeah, to hold it. So, like, your left hand, your grip hand is, like, holding the base of the rope. Then you're throwing it with your right. You're throwing it out. But you're also, you're riding the horse and you're holding your your reins. Yeah. So you've got you've to gotta do two things with one hand. Damn. And what happens is if your finger is on above the knot or below the knot or through the knot, you throw the thing, the 600-pound calf gets caught, and it keeps going, your fucking finger just flies off. Oh. He's like, dude, you, you'll meet cowboys, and that's what a cowboy is. These guys, you know, yeah. fucking doing this shit. You meet a yeah. cowboy, they got like three fingers. Oh. Because they've been, you know, they made a few mistakes. Damn. And they're just like, oh, my finger, you know? And, like, dude, seeing these guys get launched off a 2,000-pound bull, they hit the ground so hard. No oh. no protective padding, no helmets. Some of them wear mouth guards. The rest of them are probably have a lip pack to dip. You know what I mean? Like, they're not they're, CTE. There's, yeah. there's no fucking CTE in, in rodeo sports. <laughs> And, dude, watching these guys get up off the ground after they hit the ground is, like, it's I don't want to say it's hilarious, but it's, like, that guy's clearly injured. You know, like, it's right. <laughs> like, and they're all just, like, limping and, like, falling over. And, like, you know, the guy's like, yeah, I did this for 15 years, and I, like, I can barely walk, you know? And Damn. Like, and you get in, you get out, you cash in, you cash out. And, like, dude, hanging around the stockyards, you start seeing these guys. Like, we're at the bar, and then this, <laughs> we're, I swear to you, we're watching it live on TV from the Coliseum right across the street. We, we were supposed to go, but the, we didn't realize it was the championship event and the tickets were sold out. So, like, we try, we, were, we thought we could just go up to the door and get tickets for the rodeo. Right. Big mistake. Should have yeah. bought them ahead of time. Anyway, we're watching the shit. The fucking kid's on the thing. And then, like, 20 minutes later, Ennis, like, taps me. Hey, hey bro, 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 look. There's the fucking guy right there. He's still got his penny on in his back. He's got his wow. cowboy hat on. He's drinking a beer. This guy just fucking rode a goddamn bucking bull. You know what I mean? Yeah. Got his ass kicked. And then, like, comes across the street, and he's having a beer right next to me. Like, I was just. Wow. And I was like, oh, this is so cool. So, uh, I'll tell you what. I am going to find a cowboy. Yeah. And it's going to be a probably a five-hour-long podcast. And we're nice. going to learn everything there is to learn about rodeo sports. And we may lose half of our audience. <laughs> but it's gonna be fucking great i can't wait and i'll tell be you what, awesome. i'm gonna send you some i've been like going down the rodeo rabbit hole yeah uh, bro it's like you're like me and that you'll 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 get fascinated by the right right all of the yeah. things attached to it and it's like it looks so simple it's like yeah you get on the bull you hold on to it fucking bing bang boom and it's like <laughs> no not that no simple. it's like no. darts for me i was like i got really into darts i, yeah. I have a feeling i'm gonna get really into rodeo and then watching rodeo fans watch rodeo is yeah cool as hell you know and they're like man you fucking should have should have hooked that should have hooked that bitch right there you know what i mean you know like <laughs> yeah yeah totally but I, right. I think i think for sure i'm gonna send you some videos of these guys again lunging off a moving a full gallop horse yeah and and the guy explained to us very eloquently he's like it's like jumping out of a a car doing 30 miles an hour onto a mailbox that's also doing 30 miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that's basically what you're doing when you're 
when you're jumping onto a moving calf. Damn. Yeah. It's, uh, and apparently, like I said, you know, Stevensville, Texas, which is like, uh, I don't know, an hour south is like the rodeo capital of the whole world. Um, and, uh, you know, I think I'm, I think I'm going to make a trip down there and, uh, yeah, man, find me a couple of cowboys and, uh, yeah, you know, get them on that podcast, get them on the podcast. See what it means. Uh, yeah. Uh, but I mean, there's no, no, you, you spend, uh, two hours immersed in that. You're like, I kind of feel like how when, you know, people, you, you talk to hockey fans, you're like, no hockey, hockey's the real fucking deal. Oh yeah. And I'm like, oh, come on, NFL, you ever seen NFL football? And it's like, I know NFL football and I want to be like, Hey, NFL football guys, you guys have you seen hockey? <laughs> have you been, a, are you aware of rodeo sports? Cause this is fucking ridiculous Dude, and they're making it's crazy. No money. <laughs> None. None whatsoever. Uh, not worth it. Uh, no health insurance. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah. It's, uh, oh, yeah. So I, I I severed my spine jumping on a 600-pound uh, bull. So, I mean, any cover for that? <laughs> Dude, and you know what's adorable is, like, the, the they have, like, children's rodeo sports. Yeah. And they ride sheep. They, they, oh, like, wow. they have sheep trained to buck these children. And they do it as like the preliminaries, and it's like in in like the intermediate. Now this guy, dude. So this guy we're talking to, he had a very particular way of speech. He was like, he's seventh generation Texan. I'll tell you fucking what, man. This fucking uh, my fucking shirt is fucking yellow, man, and I can't fucking fucking uh, my fucking shirt, man. I just put it on. It's fucking yellow. Like it was it was wild. It was like it was wild to sit there and listen to this guy. Like in that, and, yeah. And shout out to Ennis. Like if he's listening to this, he'd be like, uh, it's yeah, that's Steven. Um, and I'm like, <laughs> then the rodeo clown comes out and I'm like, all right, bro, explain this to me because like, right, right. I get, I get the mentality of like, I'm going to get in my car. I'm going to go make a living. I'm going to make a name for myself and I'm going to put my body through whatever it takes and I'm going to get the glory and I'm going to get the women and I'm going to get the respect from my peers. Like I get that. Cause to a certain extent, that was like what I was doing with music. I can wrap my head around that. And I can also see the parallels between pro wrestling. And that's like a very similar thing, rodeo sports and pro wrestling. Cause it's like a mm-hmm. corny kind of thing. It's a circuit. Yep. It's a festival. Yep. It's largely disrespected and mocked, uh, by people who aren't, you know, in no, don't understand it. Yeah. Right. And, and he goes, man, I couldn't fucking even fucking begin to explain that bullshit to you, man. <laughs> I was like, oh, this must be fucked up. He's like, man, they're fucking, I don't know. He, uh, he was at a loss. <laughs> trying, like trying to explain. He's like, that's a whole other subculture within the subculture that I could, I'm not even going to get into. That's hilarious, bro. Yeah, it was. Uh, yes, I'm, man, I'm not even going <laughs> to begin to fucking try to explain that. Makes you think if a if a guy who if a guy who rides two thousand pound bulls for a living thinks <laughs> thinks that 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 is too far, that pretty much tells you everything you should know about rodeo clowns, bro. And you know what's clowns, n- man. And you know what's nuts? <laughs> clowns. They're, they're talking about like these rodeo clowns have like stats, and you know what their like main stat is. Like, bull riders' lives saved. 
like, <laughs> like they, they're like, man, he saved about 15 lives. Well, oh, yes, sir, God. Jimmy. And you're like, wait, what? And then the guy was like, yeah, I mean, like, basically, they distract the bulls and give the guy enough time to get out, and then they usually are able to get out of the way because they're on the ground and they just know the, the animals. They spend time around them, and it's like, well, fuck. Like, how many NFL referees have saved uh, lives? Well, well, then you got to think about, like, how many clowns didn't make it? Like, yeah. Like, what are, what, what are the clowns <laughs> that, like, yeah. distracted too long, far yeah. too long, yeah. and then, you know – I guess I guess all clowns. Where, where do they go to the big carnival in the sky? Like, what, how does that shit work? I like, guess I guess every rodeo clown their their career ends is like fifteen and one, nineteen and one. <laughs> you know, mm. damn dude, almost, that's funny. Almost there. Just that one. cowboy can't talk. If a cowboy can't talk about rodeo clowns, like you no. know that you know something's off. Yeah, there's there's like cause for concern so that's that's to be told on a, on a, on a forthcoming episode of the everyman podcast mm-hmm. uh season's greetings to the everyman and the every woman um you know as always be safe make good choices mm-hmm. call your mom tell her you love yes her. yes um, call her call your dad too. and you've been calling my mom and checking in on her in my stead uh, as i'm uh, and i appreciate that and i love you for it hell um, yeah bro have, bam bam en- enjoy the nfl weekend uh big returning guest next week that we're very excited about and uh we'll see you guys soon later